You have to have thick skin in this job because everything that's on site and everything in their lives is your fault. And even through the complaints, you know, I hope that you have a great day and we're right on it. I got somebody coming over there and you have to find that little silver lining through whatever scenario that they presented to you to get back to them. I hope you have a great day and we'll be right over to take care of that for you. In this episode, we welcome Sephora Hughes and Doron Rice. He's my partner in this Ohio deal. Sephora is a regional director for Sundance Property Management and has been in the property management business for over nine years. She currently oversees 16 properties, about 1,500 doors throughout Columbus, Ohio. Today, we're going to be talking about what happens behind the scenes in a multifamily complex. We will discuss what should a property manager handle by themselves and how much should the owner be involved. We will also touch on how COVID changed the hiring process and what you should keep in mind when looking for a maintenance and an office team. Lastly, we will talk about leveraging your relationships with your management company. All this and much more up next. Real estate investing is changing, but there are people evolving and thriving. In this podcast, we'll listen to their stories and hopefully learn from them. I am dedicated to creating a life where I could create multiple passive income and doing something I love along the way. To me, the most important part is doing significant work and create great relationships along the way. For those that want to invest in passive income multifamilies, email me at abio at abiobiestedos.com. My name is Abio Biestedos. I am a real estate investor and entrepreneur, and I want to help you live the real estate life. Welcome to the Real Estate Life Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Life Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Life Podcast. Uh, this podcast, we create a life through passive income and doing things that we love along the way. And today is, uh, is a special, special interview because uh, today we're gonna, today we've been walking our, our property in Ohio and it's all been behind the scene uh, walkthroughs. And I, and I wanted the listeners and the viewers to see what happens behind the scene in a multifamily complex of this size. We're in 146 units, a new bridge, Columbus, Ohio. We bought this asset about nine months ago, and it's very interesting to see how it's coming around. And we owe a lot, a lot of that to our property management. And today with me, I have Sephora Hodge. She is the regional director for Sundance Property Management. And I have Doron Rice. He's my partner in the deal. He's gonna be co-hosting with me. And uh, we're just gonna have a conversation and talk about you know the challenges and what we see as owners and what she sees as a manager. Um, so for, take it away, tell a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, my name is Zipporah Hodge and thank you for having me. Um, I have been in property management for about nine years now. I got into the business. Um, I was actually working with the Department of Job and Family Services for a long time. And I worked in their PRC division where I had connections with all of the property management companies in the city. So I kind of figured I could do that. And so that's how I got into it. Um, and it's been an experience. It's been a great experience. We provide a very essential service for people. We came to realize that during the pandemic, housing is an essential service to keep people safe and to keep them um, secure from what's going on outside the elements. So I absolutely love what I do. I am awesome. thankful to say that I can love it. No, and you, we yeah. could tell, I could tell in your work. And but I, I, want, I want the, the listeners to, to know, so, so how many properties do you oversee as a regional? As a regional, I oversee 16 properties um, combined about 1,500 units. So that's 1,500 units, folks. That, that is, uh, you know, 
this is this is someone that has a lot of experience, has seen it all. And one of the challenges that we had in this property was this was a true value add. So when we picked up this property, um, we, we had some challenges and the property had a lot of vacancy. Um, I, I would say that the owners just had created a lot of equity for themselves and they were at that point where they wanted to exit. So we saw a great opportunity to buy this asset at, you know, at $41,000 a door. And when I say $41,000 a door in, in the business, that is a really good price for the area. But we also had to do a heavy lift and a lot of remodeling in this property. And uh, Sephora, kind of give me your feedback when you walked into this property. What were the first things that you knew that we needed to, to address? Initially, I'm walking in. You can see the value in the property, um, a property of this size um, in the location, you know, accessible to freeways like that. It's a great asset. Um, aesthetically, I know you guys had a challenge when it came to some things that had to be addressed as far as just pavement and uh, fencing, things like that that we're undertaking now. But when you look in a city like Columbus, aesthetics is big. And so a lot of the undertaking that you all have taken on has been the aesthetics of the property, both inside and out, that has been um, huge and key. And uh, the Lisa that's going on here, people are drawn to what looks good and what feels good. So, so Sephora, we we all know what property manager is. Yes, we know that they're pretty much the the eyes and the ears of the owner and yes. managing the property for mm -hmm. the owner with their experience. Right. Okay, and doing the right way. When do you, as a property manager, know that okay, I need to talk to the owner about something? When do you think, okay, I can handle that alone? The owner right. doesn't need to get involved. Right. And, and uh, what do you filter and what not just from a, from a professional stand? Right. Because there's a fine line between not having the owner involved and keeping right. him in the dark to like mm -hmm. bugging him too much right. and, and uh, making him feel, oh, so I can do it myself. Why do you need the property manager for that? So, so, right. so why would you talk about that? Um, when it comes to the daily operations of the property, I really try to handle everything. I call it property level. Resident complaints, um, vendor issues, we have downed ACs, there's two broken windows, um, things of that nature. I definitely, believe me, the residents call all the time and ask for you guys, I wanna to speak to the owner. No, we can handle this here. Um, so they, and that's a lot of times what gets things done in the world. I wanna to talk to the top, I go directly to the top. Um, so a lot of times the property manager, the onsite manager here calls me because the resident doesn't wanna to speak to them and because they didn't like what they told them. So um, I handle, and of course, not myself, but the team um, as a conglomerate, we handle a lot of the day-to-day -day complaints from tenants um, when we have issues with vendors not showing up or you get, they get here and the quote is twice of what they initially told us. Or now we got to say we got holes in the roofs, things like that. Um, we handle at the property level. I really try not to bother you guys as it relates to things that I feel like I can attack and can handle before it gets to you guys. Um, my initial line for you all is I call it fire, flood, and blood. When I have either one of those things, when it's a flood that's taking the property away or I got blood or I got a fire, that's when I'm calling you guys. But I really try to take away the process of the day-to-day -day operations from you all. That's what you hire us for. That's what we're here to do. And it's definitely, um, a, it's a task because the emails never stop. The phone calls never stop. The walk-ins never stop. But it's a part of what we do and we're used to it. And um, property management is a job. The, the work is never done. Um, you have 
these relationships with your tenants. And, you know, of course, you're not just dealing with the rent aspect of it. You're dealing with other things that are going on in their lives that spill over into the property here. So you're kind of helping them to sort through all of those things. Of course, their housing being the focal point. So I try to, as a regional manager, keep you guys out of the day-to-day -day as much as I possibly can. And when those big, huge things arise, that's when you get the email from okay. me. So. so a question for you. Do you, as a property manager, some owners can be not checked out, but like mm -hmm. leave you alone, yes. do whatever you uh -huh. want. We don't want to hear about mm -hmm. it. You know, we just want our, our, right. our you know, yes. income whenever mm -hmm. it's, it's ready. Right. Some owners are too involved or, or very involved <laughs> yes. and won't let you breathe. Right. Where, where for you is like the fine line? Where do you feel like I need, I need the owner involved a little bit or where, like, please leave me alone? What, what, is there is there a, a kind of a fine kind of medium? There is a median. You definitely want owner involvement. You don't want to ever feel as if they're so far removed from what's going on on property that they don't understand the full dynamic of what is uh, happening on their property on a daily basis. So that's where our weekly calls and things like that come in. Um, I don't want an owner to ever feel as if they have to be directly involved with the operational side of things. I think that through training and just through one-on-one -on -one guidance, I try to make sure that all my staff are prepared for whatever walks through that door on a daily basis. But when it comes to um, major things, I definitely want to keep you guys in a loop, especially when it comes to budget and anything that's going to throw us off of what it is that we budgeted for, or there's a major issue and a major breakdown. And I know that you guys are not expecting that. That is when I am key to send an email to start the chain going because you guys definitely need to know about that. And you guys actually have the right mix. You know, I see, yeah. I have a lot of different owners and yeah. you guys um, do very well at communicating when we send something, you guys are right on it and sending it back. And we definitely appreciate that. Um, but I think it's good to have that mixture where there is a mix of you guys wanna kind of know the resident issues, but you let us handle it. And you guys are all hands on deck when it comes to the financial portion of it, so. Right, and I'm sure that when a property is not stable right. and it still needs a heavy, heavy lift, let's call it. Yes. Especially then the owners mm -hmm. are very involved. Very involved, and, very. And, and uh, sometimes too involved, but I'm, when, when this property is stable, I'm sure you're hearing yeah, you hear less. less than it, right? Yes, and in my experience, when we've taken on an acquisition of this size and of this magnitude with everything that has to go on, in my experience, it's been between a year and a year and a half before you see the property start to stabilize. And I can really look at this budget and operate from this budget. And we're not looking at all of the capital expenses that you look at when you're taking on an asset of this size with this magnitude and the amount of work that we all knew were taking on going into this. So um, about a year and a half when it stabilizes, I'm sure our weekly calls will go down to probably every other week or monthly or whatever, but it's definitely initially, there's a lot of hands-on, there's a lot of contact, there's a lot of emails, there's a lot of um, moving parts to get the property where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. One, of, one of the things that, um, that I've learned throughout my career in multifamilies, in, in, I always advise any, every new investor that's coming into the business is to maybe do some self-managing themselves uh, it, it, so they could kind of understand and get a grasp of, of the business and what the day-to-day -day looks like as a management. Um, I also, 
we are in different times right now and, and a, a lot of things are we're seeing things in the management business and the apartment business that we've never seen before and something that we talked about when we we're walking the property that what is what is one of the challenges and how are we finding a solution to hiring the right team and hiring the right maintenance team uh, in-house uh, tell me a little bit how, how you're going about this and what are the challenges that you're seeing um things were worlds different prior to COVID. COVID has changed the way that we work, the way we collect rent, the way that you hire. I do Zoom interviews now, all of that. Um, but prior to COVID, the world was a lot different, especially in property management. As we've kind of, we're, pre, we're post-pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, you know, the challenge for me in particular, especially when it comes to hiring out, and I'll just call it maintenance staff, um, has been what's going on in the world, COVID. Um, you have a lot of, in this city, cranes in the sky. So of course you have maintenance techs that would prefer to go work on a construction site versus working in a multifamily situation. So it's very difficult to maintain maintenance right now, industry-wide across the board. Everyone has the same resolve as it relates to maintenance. It's just difficult next to sometimes you feel impossible mm -hmm. to find maintenance. So when you try to find that person and when you target, um, you get a resume, um, what I'm looking for is experience in multifamily. Construction experience is great, new build is great, um, but I'm looking for in particular, multifamily is a different level of maintenance. It's a different level of property management. And you're looking for those people that have the experience or not even sometimes the experience, but have the willingness to learn because multifamily management just presents a whole different set of challenges than what you would see in the commercial aspect, where it's just a boiler that went out. Here you got nine ACs today that okay. went down. Does somebody okay. have the patience to be able to circumvent all that? And we got a leaky water heater over here and we got somebody's garbage okay. disposal that's right. not Correct. out. So you have to have somebody that has the patience and has um, the fortitude and not only that, but you know has the um, capability to do this type of work. Um, and then when it comes to the management team inside of the office, you got to find a people person. Um, you can teach someone to property manage, but you can't teach them to deal with people. And you have to know how to deal with people effectively, be fair, be firm, um, and be very assertive, but also care about the people that you're servicing every right. day. So when you can find that good mesh, and here we have a wonderful team inside of the office, and we've um, done well with, you know, of course, trying to filter those resumes to get the right maintenance um, on site. It's definitely um, a challenge. But when you mesh those two together, you if you can get a good property management and maintenance team together, you have a perfect world in That's this business. Sure. Right, right. Yeah. I was uh, from, from the owner's side, and I'm, you know, I think like property management are, are, are really, uh, it's one of the profession that not everyone can do that. No, um, no. So someone that's looking from inside, it's almost like a job that you, all you hear is complaints. No one, yes. no one comes to you and say, "Hey, you the hot water is on." It, it's a, it's so a very thankless you know, job. It's a only, very it's like thankless that job. Work, that yes. Work. Well, you know, yes. That's not good. That's not good. Right. Right. So uh, you have to be a special person, and I think you have to have a, a, a you know, kind of a strong spine. You do. You have to have thick skin in this job because everything that's on site and everything in their lives is your fault. And so, you know, it, you know, and so you have to have thick skin and even through the complaints, you know, I hope that you have a great day and we're right on it. I got somebody coming over there and you have to find that little silver lining 
through whatever scenario that they presented to you to get back to my hope you have a great day and we'll be right over to take care of that for you. It takes a lot sometimes when someone has been so mean to you from the onset of the conversation. But, you know, again, we're in customer service. It's a customer service position. And you have to realize that when you're um, dealing with people that if my heart water was out, I'd be having a bad day, too. So, you know, so yeah. you want to put yourself in their position or the neighbor was noisy last night. I didn't get sleep. And so all of that has um, presented their attitude today. So you have to take all of that into consideration. Uh, just let them talk, let them get it out. Did, so. did in, your, in, your, in your entire career, did they want to come back to thank you or do something? Um, I worked in, I've worked in LIHTC um, for a great per- portion, which is lower income housing tax credit. And um, when you deal with people that have very limited income and very limited resources, and they know that no one else, um, there's no other place in the city for them to go, and you're able to house that person, you do get those thank yous. Now, in a week or two, when their hot water is out, now you're, <laughs> you know, but initially you will get that thank yeah. you, so. So we, we've been asking you all these questions about what, you know, about you and how you manage and what, now, what, what advice would you give me and Doran on, on how we should should communicate with management or if we foresee any problems, how like what advice do you give us as the owner? Anything that you want to add on or to any other list, the listeners out there that are buying uh, large apartments or even small apartments okay. uh, when they're going about trying to pick or pick a management company, what advice would you give them? Um, I think as far as choosing a management company, I'll start with that, is um, looking at the diversity of the management company's portfolio. Do they only manage class A properties or class B properties? You know, you really want to see, do they know how to handle the adversities of an inner city project? And do they know how to rebrand a property? You know, when you're taking over a property of this size, rebranding is huge and changing the communities concept and the residents, the, you know, the former residents that are here with you now, their um, thinking, their thought process of the property. So that's huge is um, looking at the company to see their diversity in their portfolio. Um, but as far as you all are concerned, you know, I, I, I often wonder, you know, what were they thinking when they bought that? Or, <laughs> you know, how is that? But yeah. honestly, um, I, you know, often, you know, wonder sometimes, you know, in those meetings, because sometimes our meetings can be very quick and then other days they're very 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 lengthy Um, but I know that you all always come with good information and it's for a reason what you're asking us Um, but as it relates to the relationship between the two I um, oftentimes have wondered how you choose those properties or is it just based on um, what's available in the area because from our aspect and our perspective of things we're looking at it as nah that's a rough area town but I know you're looking at it as no this is a gold mine it's an opportunity <laughs> and we can turn this thing around but we're kind of like no you should have went across town and well, done that so yeah so I'll answer that for I mean it's all in the purchase price mm-hmm. you know that that uh, but we also look at other things at trendy markets right we like to see you know, where were the last couple of years that market's been trending? Mm-hmm. When we looked at this asset, we knew that it, it was rough, mm-hmm. but we also 
saw the architecture design. Yes. We also saw the the, the creek that yes. went through this property. Uh -huh. You couldn't see that creek when we bought this property. I saw the It pictures, was so overgrown. Yes. But and, and also, this is a nice, beautiful townhouse community. Yes. There was a lot of potential in that. But we also knew there was going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you when you said that you need to look at the portfolio of a management company, mm -hmm. especially when you're in the business that we are in, where mm -hmm. it's a value-add business, yes. uh -huh. where you really have to have a vision of what something is going to look like. Right. And, uh, and we wanted to align ourselves with that type of property management, mm -hmm. but also with a property management that had the infrastructure to help us out with the construction. Because right, right. sometimes you need that overflow. You do. Uh, and that's something that you guys are doing for us, uh, helping us out even, uh, with putting units out as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And we're doing a great job. Uh, as a team, we're yes. working all together and we're hitting the numbers that we needed to hit. And uh, yeah, thank you for that advice. Now um, now I know that um, when I want looking at a property to give you a call. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I see your email sometime. I'm like, well, well where, where did that question come from? But you know, of course, we're on two very opposite sides, but we're working towards the same goal. So when yeah. I, you know, when we speak in person, it's definitely, yeah. I see where it all comes together. So no, maybe it's also uh, good advice if you can, and if you have a relationship like we have with, with your company, with Sandals, to maybe take them to it. To tour a property with you. Yes. No. You know, they, they always see things that you as owner didn't think about. Because as we said, you know, we all dealing with real estate. Mm -hmm. They're looking at it from here, we're looking at it from here. Right. And if you're going together, each one is looking for, they're more looking at the operation, you're looking for mm -hmm. value add and for, you know, maybe for, for um, financial aspects. Yes. yes. Um, we did, we did uh, take, take Sandals with us, you remember? We yeah. The yeah. So, so yeah, to touch base on what Doran just said right now, um, something that we've done with, with, with Sundance and our Atlanta mm -hmm. uh, properties, and um, we, what we've done is we've done walkthrough inspections. Yes. So mm -hmm. before we go hard on our deposits, I'll reach out to Tony and ask him, Tony, can you put a team together mm -hmm. so we can walk 200 properties in one day. Yeah. And uh, we actually walked 300 and it was 340 properties in one day with a group of six guys. They basically round up all their team in Atlanta, put us all together, checklist, mm -hmm. and we walked all the units. We ended up not doing that deal. Uh, so, cause the owners were only showing us in the beginning a few units when we asked yeah. to see most of the units, it was a whole different ball game. Right. So it's true, it, you know, if you could, uh, if you could leverage your relationship with your, with your management companies right. to help you underwrite your deals, you know, it's, it's, in fact, before, before you go hard on your deposit, underwrite your deals with your property Absolutely. management company, you're Absolutely. going to get a whole different perspective. Absolutely. So that's a great advice. So from, from speculation, it can be almost like actuals with right. their experience. Absolutely. And yeah. I have, you know, incorporated, of course, the team, um, your maintenance staff, um, especially, they see things, they have these keen eyes for things that, you know, I would never, you know, working on the op op this side of the operations. But when I have done these deals with other companies in the past, your maintenance staff going on those walks with you is so critical because they can look and tell you, no, that foundation or no, this is le they can smell the sewage in the unit now they've done everything to mask it um or they can tell you that's been patched over and repaired four times and you got a major problem going on up yeah. there yeah. so um your staff and even as you know the, from, from the office side of things you know it's crazy i'll look at an asset oh those you're gonna have to fix those panel boxes nope they, they you, you gotta you gotta take them out yeah, that's gonna be another twelve thousand dollars per building for you so that Unification of both sides of it, you're absolutely right, is very critical in the success um, of an acquisition because 
I know you guys are looking at it from one aspect, but of course we're over here, as you said, and to mesh those two together, you know, sometimes you can come up with the, you know, this is probably won't be good. Right. It's not gonna shake right. out either yeah. way, so. At what point do you tell owners, um, this is something that we cannot keep repairing, this needs to get fixed? And I know that's an uncomfortable conversation. Yes. Because they're all like, no, just fix it. No, mm -hmm. no, come on, you can just fix that. And it's, I know something's frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, at what point do you say like this, we can't fix this anymore, we need to? Um, historically, and what I've done and what I've learned to do over the years is kind of look at um, the age of something. And um, I'll call you guys sometimes on things, but when I'm looking at the age of an appliance or the age of a major CapEx um, item that has just, we've spent $6,000 this year repairing it. At what point do we stop nickel and diming this? What point do we go ahead and say, okay, we can buy a new one for $13,000? At what point do we go ahead and maximize uh, this expense and, and we go ahead and, and I guess that goes over to another point that's critical to have a good vendor team because you have some vendors that they've been out three or four times to repair it, they're going to go ahead and credit you for what you've already spent in the repair towards the purchase of a new one. So again, that's that relationship portion. Yeah. But um, with me, I really, before I even come to you guys with major, major purchases, I kind of pull every work order, every vendor invoice and see before I start, this is what we spent thus far. This is what we're budgeted at this year. This is what I forecast. And I typically will try to come with three bids before I even ask you to kind of give you a spread of this is what we're looking at here, especially for the larger items. But, you know, for smaller items, I always tell my team, you look at the age of it. If it's going to cost you 120 bucks to repair an eight-year-old refrigerator, let's just go ahead yeah, yeah, and yeah, toss it yeah. at this point. No, it's, so. it's, it's uh, for, for me as, as an owner with managers, there's always been a challenge with third party, mm -hmm. like for, when I hear the word, no, we had to have a higher third party. What we couldn't do that in house. Right. I grinch because right. I just know that just costs so much more. <laughs> but it gets to a point that the communication is so right. important. It is that that the manager and the owner have to have that. No, we can't do that. You need to do that new. Absolutely. And I think sometimes management um, in my past are refrained, they hold back from that because they, they're, they're sometimes they're used to tenant, the owner saying, no, 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 yes. budget, budget, budget. Mm -hmm. But at some point you need that firm, no, this is just going to get worse. We need to do this the right way. Yes. And then just puts them on the brakes. Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's go down that third party route. Yeah. Um, but that's, I, I understand that's, that is a big problem and it's always something that needs to be communicated. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will tell you some weeks, um, I feel great because we've had no major expenditures or repairs. Then other weeks I feel like I've sent 20 emails because we've got 20 AC units and they all need to be replaced. And so, you know, you have your really good weeks where great. I don't feel bad. I haven't asked for anything this week, but then yeah. other weeks I feel so bad to even send yeah. you the email like yeah. this is what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the same way you feel bad is the same yes. way we feel bad calling the equity investors saying hey, we gotta hey guys we gotta pump in more money yeah. it's the same I conversation know, I, know. I feel so bad i'm like i don't want to call them with this when i hear my text notification go up like oh no and you i'll see ac they started yeah. off with ac yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah. no they, is there anything we can do to well just know that it's, it's a trickle down it we, we got to make is. that call too absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> i do well i want to let you know we feel bad about it i do i feel so bad about it some days so yeah so sephora thank you for for giving us your time and sharing your knowledge and uh you, you dropped a lot of gold nuggets on this on this interview 
and uh, gave us a different perspective and of what's going on behind the scene and kind of schooled us a little bit of what we needed to learn. <laughs> thank you. And uh, Doran, thank you for your time. Yeah. And um, thanks everyone. Uh, you can catch me on abobiasdittles.com. You'll see some blogs and podcasts and uh, see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Live podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, please go to my website, www.abobiasteros.com.